Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Welcome to today's podcast. I am sharing with you the questions and structure that I use to reflect on the lessons of the previous year and to plan my healthiest, most joyful and fun year ahead. So I'm going to be sharing with you the questions that I've literally just been answering and how you can really set some intentions and set yourself up for success. You can do this at any time of year, but now's a great time to do it. But really every couple of months you can follow this process and check in because the way that you really transform your health and create some incredible stories, like the stories I share here about my clients who get rid of all their symptoms in a couple of months. If you want to create your own version of that, it happens with some intention and by creating some sustainable and realistic shifts in your life. So that's what I'm going to share with you today and it's going to be awesome, but I hope January is treating you okay. I know January can be hard. I really feel the lack of light (laughs) and sun shine to the point where we are booking a holiday somewhere sunny in February um, just to get some sunshine in. So If you're struggling with the sun, maybe get yourself a sad lamp. Make sure you are taking some vitamin D. I would recommend this time of year just taking it unless you live somewhere sunny because we only store vitamin D for for about three months. Generally, our body has about three months storage of vitamin D. So make sure you're getting that. Make sure you're drinking and staying hydrated. Getting your eyeballs out in daylight once a day, even if it's not sunny. And if you are finding, if you find January difficult, you're not alone. <laughs> so, um, the, but as I'm recording this, guys, it's actually sunny. Sun is blaring through my little office window and it is joyous. Um, I've also been loving cold water therapy for actually helping with January whateverness. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at, I'm at I am Kezia Hall. Um, there's lots of fun stuff in there, but if you do follow me there, you'll know we got a barrel um, for our birthdays. Both me and my husband have birthdays on the same day. So we basically just clubbed together and bought an old whiskey barrel. It, yes, it does smell of whiskey. Thankfully, we both love whiskey, so that's all fine. Um, that you just have in the garden so that we and with the kids around, we can both plunge. Because my husband is, he's, isn't, he doesn't go to like aisle. We'll go with my girlfriends to the lock. Once a week in the summer, like four times a week, we'll just go swimming in the local locks. I'm, I live near a couple that are like 10 or 15 minutes away, which is really um, beautiful about where I live and why, even though Scotland rains a lot, I do love it. But um, it's been really fun to basically do it five times a week, six times a week, just like be able to nip in whenever I need that cold water hit. <laughs> Which um, I say it like that because actually cold water therapy really does help support dopamine and help boost your immune response and um, really helps even with things like serotonin and your endorphins, all of these kinds of things. So I, I really do use cold water plunging as one of my mental health strategies, if that makes sense. I really find it helpful if I if I'm starting to spiral into a very anxious place, if I'm starting to really head in that direction, cold water therapy is wonderful for just 
I don't know, shocking it out of you, but literally it changes your state. So it's like interrupting this like train that I'm on of just anxiety that will probably lead me to potentially panic. If I catch that train early enough, interrupt it with cold plunging, my whole brain feels different, if that makes sense. It's like, feels a bit like taking a pill, if that makes sense. Um, so anyway, that has been super fun. And yeah, there's some good stuff happening in January, Christmas. Um, I, this is the first one I'm recording in 2023. I hope you've been enjoying some of my greatest hits ones, um, podcasts that I've been releasing. So this one I'm recording the week of it being released. So we had Christmas, which was um, moments of really, really fun and moments of really, really hard, which I'll talk about more in this episode, I suppose. And yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm glad to be back at work and I'm, I'm diving into the show. Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes and being like, what did I say I'd talk about? <laughs> but I do have some exciting things. Actually, I have loads of exciting things coming this year. Honestly, I like have that like little bubble, you know, when you feel just like really excited of like, ooh, I just have so many things I want to tell you. This is so fun. But I'm going to pace it out one at a time. But in January, I have something incredibly exciting. I am running a brand new um, coaching program that's going to be free. It's a five-day challenge. It's called The Shift Challenge. And it's going to be happening on the 23rd of January. So if you have not signed up yet, go and sign up. You can go to keziahall.com, ready to shift. So keziahall.com, ready to shift. The links will be on my website. If you just go to my website, it'll be up on the menu. It's also in the show notes here. If you just go into your podcast app, you'll see the link there. You can just go straight to it. Follow on my Instagram. I'll be sharing about it most days. And because I haven't done a free challenge for ages, and I just thought it would be really fun to start the year, um, creating and planning out these shifts, but doing it in a way. So the shift is really about what are some of the essential foundations for balancing your hormones, transforming your gut health and improving your energy with more ease. So what are some of the essential things that you can do? What are the key foundations that are going to allow you to see some real shift in your belly or in your thyroid or in your hormones and in your energy this year without like ugh, having to go like all in and like push really hard and do like 5,000 things. And then obviously you'll burn out in like March or February because nobody can do 5,000 things. And also you don't actually need to in order to see results, but you need to do the right things. You need to get the foundations right. And the thing, the biggest mistake I see people making all the time is that they like jump to these really nuanced things around health and eating and hormones and gut health. And they start taking these like really specific things, which aren't necessarily wrong, but they've missed out. They don't have the right foundations in. So any fancy supplement they take, and it might be a really good supplement that I do use with clients, but only when the foundations are already set in place. If you don't have those in place, actually everything else is a bit of a waste of time and you're not going to see the results. So it's like, if you don't have the right foundations, you can do something and see like 10% improvement, if that makes sense. But if you have the right foundations in place and you do some, take some supplement, let's just say, you might actually feel like a 40% improvement because you've got the right foundations already that's going to work synergistically with that. So it's, it's about stacking. Most of the time we want to get to the icing on the cake, but we need to make sure we have a cake to ice. We need to stack the right things on top of each other. And that's part of what I'm brilliant at as a holistic nutritionist. It's part of what I do with the clients, with my clients, because most clients come to me with like, 
I've heard about intermittent fasting and this and then keto, but also plant-based and then also my insulin. And then I've also heard about um, maybe taking B12 and then there's probiotics and then there's my gut health. And then I've been thinking about sleep and then my, my, my mitochondria. And then I've been thinking about estrogen and also should I have a carrot salad or what about green juice? But I've heard not about green. Like they have a lot of knowledge so it's not always a knowledge problem. It's really about um, what to focus on because you can't, it's not sustainable to do focus on 20 things and you don't actually have to to see results. So anyway, if you want to create a shift in your belly, in your brain, in your energy and in your gut, join me in the shift challenge. That'd be, I would love to see you in there. And also as part of that, I am running um, a shift sale. So in March, I have got my shift retreat, which I'm so excited about. And I have decided, um, I historically have always done like a birthday sale, but I didn't do it this year. So I thought I'd just like push it into January and do a really nice juicy discount on the shift retreat. I have five spaces left. This is an in-person luxury um, experience and retreat with me. And it's, it's just, it's going to be so good. There is, it's happening in March um, outside of Edinburgh. So you basically need to get yourself to Edinburgh and then we'll figure out all the, the logistics. You can fly, you can get the train, you can drive, whatever you need to do. And, uh, and then in the shift retreat itself, it's going to be this incredible weekend. We're going to focus on detoxification, on nervous system regulation. There's going to be, your, your job will be to arrive and to just be looked after, be nourished. I will plan out all the nourishing, detoxifying, delicious meals. We're going to be trying lots of different tools. So it really is about equipping you. Like, yes, you're going to come and rest and be looked after, but also just time for you to be like, let's try out this. And it's going to be a lot of meditation and circle time where we really focus on shifting your nervous system and looking at those tools. Also looking at what some of the tools that we can do to ramp up detoxification. What are some yummy things you should be eating? You're going to have a bit of a personalized protocol for the retreat itself. Um, there's going to be some follow-up support. It really is. If you know that you need a break and you do need to get out of your normal routines and habits and you need a weekend where you're not thinking about food and you're not tidying up, you need to be with like-minded people and be really nourished so that you can create the things you want to create so that you can shift in the way that you want to. This retreat is going to be for you and I'm offering an incredible discount and a 10 part payment plan. So you can find out more about that at keziahall.com forward slash shift. You can book your call with me. Um, You just head to that page. You can either sign up straight away or if you're not sure or you just want to chat to me first, check it's the right fit. Um, Then you can book in a call and we can chat it through. There's some quick action bonuses there. So if you sign up quickly after listening to this, then there's going to be some extra bits in there. So that's the shift sale for, um, which is a discount on my in-person retreat happening in March 10th to the 12th. You get a really nice discount and I've just announced as part of it, a 10 month payment plan. So it starts from like 140 pounds to come. And this is going to be a really game-changing weekend. So, um, I'm really excited. I'm excited about both. So you can go to keziahall.com, ready to shift, to join the shift challenge. That's free. I went to everybody, invite your friends. But if you've kind of been like, oh, I really want some one-to-one support. I need, I really need, to, I really want to better myself. I really want to see some changes this year. Then I really encourage you to sign up for the shift retreat. There's five spaces left. 
I'm expecting them all to be filled up within the next couple of weeks. So I would love to see you in there. Okay, let's get on with today's show. So in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, the process and structure that I use to really create the life that I want to live and then and really make sure that my health is something that is consistently growing and being tended to and that I get to that I'm in the creator seat of my life. The reason this process is so helpful, taking time to reflect back and set intentions for moving forward is because it really helps you to get out of this potential kind of victim, not really thinking about your life, everything happening to you, um, mentality. It's really easy, especially when life is busy and what, depending on your seasons of life, for just to feel like you have to do the job and you should do this and you have to do this and you should do this. This process is to really weed out the shoulds and the have tos so that you are living with intention and you're living on purpose. Because one of something that massively will affect your health is if you're just living a life you don't like, that will make you kind of sick. Like if having relationships you don't like, a job you don't like, a home you hate, all of those things won't help your health. They could potentially be making you sick, but we can sometimes get stuck and just think, well, I just have to do this job. This is just the way it's going to be. No, your job is a choice or the house you live in. It's a choice. Like, yes, you might want to change it. And yes, maybe not going to change like tomorrow because you might need to save up and you might need to look at career change or maybe your health is in a really difficult situation and you're like, you know, you've cut down on work because you're chronically ill and you're like, you know, Kezia, there's realistic things at play. Yes. But what is the plan for moving forwards and how is things going to change? You are, you are the, the divine orchestrator of your life. I mean, also we do have, I believe in a divine and a God who is the divine thing, (laughs) but you make choices. No, you're not a robot. No one's forcing you to do everything. So it can be really helpful to look at, okay, what things are going really well? What do I want more of? And what do I want less of? Like, What do I need to let go of or where am I limiting myself? So that's what this process is for. I do it regularly, but this time of year is a great time of year to do it, uh, time of year to do it, but you can literally do it at any time. So at the end of the year, I'm going to go through the questions that I asked myself and I just literally got some plain bits of paper, wrote these questions at the top. I did it with my husband. We tend to do it um, at this time of year because it's fun Um, and so feel free to write these down and then go ahead and do it in your own time. So the first thing you want to do is we're just in 2023. So I look back on 2022 and we kind of give ourselves like a goal of like filling a page, two pages of all the things that we are proud, happy, grateful. What are all the happy moments, grateful moments, proud moments of 2022? I often do this by going through my photos and just going through the year, looking at my calendar as well, and just thinking about all, like these these aren't all just like big things, like I had a baby, although obviously if you did, that's brilliant. Can we really tiny things? Oh, I took, I went, we went and had this really nice coffee at this place. Or I remember that smile that Rainbow, one of my daughters gave me, and that was just the cutest smile. Or I remember we all just sat and had lunch in the garden and it was so sunny and beautiful. So these aren't just like, the big things of life, although it includes that. It's also, it's all the things. There's no hierarchy here. And once you get going with this, it's really fun. So when I was reflecting back on 2022, I was like, 2022, to be honest, was a really, I think the word I would use to describe it is really intense for me personally. 
there was some really, actually loads of great things, beautiful things, proud things. But it was also really hard, especially the last couple of months of 2022 have just been incredibly difficult, um, personally and for my own mind and my own uh, healing, essentially. And I talked a little bit about that last year of just doing more um, just therapy work and dealing with some trauma and, and in a process of remembering and remembered more things in 2022, which was really upsetting for for lots of reasons. Um, so 2022 was a really intense year for me. So if I, to begin with, I was like, I don't even want to review it because it's just all been crap. <laughs> you know how your brain goes there. And I was like, no, no, Kezi, there's definitely been some good moments. And then by the end of writing this list, I was like, 2022 was actually kind of brutal. Yes. But also brilliant. There was, we had, like, there was so much fun stuff and good stuff and really funny moments and grateful moments and so much growth and so much progress. And, and I was actually like, oh, it's been an incredible year. Like, hey, we did some great, we spent a month in Madeira, which we wanted to do and had an adventure with our three little kids. I went on a retreat into Glastonbury, which was really fun. Um, my business grew. We celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary. We really worked on our marriage and decided to, to, to keep being married, which was a massive deal, the whole thing. Um, I ran my first 10k race, got back into regular running, I did some EMDR therapy, I started some new um, other types of therapy, I did spa breaks and hotel breaks, I had a fun birthday weekend away in January, um, we, I'm just looking at my list here now, um, we did a fun road trip as a family for a, for a family wedding, so I'm just turning over my bits, I went to a dance class, we had a really fun Easter egg hunt with the kids at a field near us, had some fun family times, I went swimming so much with my girlfriends during the week and so beautiful, we climbed up some mountains, I ate cow's yogurt and I ate cow's dairy regularly in 2022 and felt fine, I can eat animal yogurt again, hooray! <laughs> um... I read loads of books, like novels, just like trashy, cheesy novels, like, you know, Merlin turned four, the girls turned one, I sang a song, me and Joe practiced this like song to get, well, I sang and I actually sang with my sister, um, it's a Corinne Polwart song that I sang for them on their first birthday that felt really meaningful and powerful and kind of scary to do, I love singing, but um, anyway, so much good stuff, so I really, if this is the only thing you do from this podcast, do it. Think about last year, go through photos, go through the calendar. This isn't about ignoring like the crap stuff, but it's we the, our brain will often hyperfixate on all the problems. <laughs> Whereas actually, like last year was hard for me. There was a lot of difficult stuff that went on, but there was also so much good stuff. Like so much, so much to be grateful for, so much good things in amidst the shit. Like it was so if you do one thing, do that. Go back, think, what are some of your proud moments, happy moments, fun moments, grateful moments, um, successful moments from 2022? Really do that. Go for it. If that's one thing you do, do that, only that, and you will feel so good and be so proud of yourself. And really push it. Don't just think of like three things. Really aim, fill up a whole page of A4. Aim for at least 20 things, 25 things. Really, your brain will find it hard but it's really important that we train our brains to focus on what is happening instead of on all the problems. Because your brain wants you to survive, so it tends to get you to focus on all the problems in your life instead of on, on all the evidence and data that you have that things are actually working out in and amidst the hard stuff. 
So next question. So that's kind of reviewing 2022. And then I also, it's good to look at lessons learned or things that you don't want to repeat from 2022. So one of the things um, that when I look back in 2022, towards the end of the year, we didn't have childcare for like the last two months of the year. Really, Well, we didn't, we had a nanny most of 2022 and she left um, for some, uh, her partner got an amazing job abroad. It kind of was, um, not sudden, she gave us enough notice because she's wonderful, but it wasn't expected, that's the word. And so, and then we tried to find a new nanny, blah, 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 that didn't happen. So we went from having a nanny four days a week to getting some like temporary child mining for two days a week. And that was really hard. That is something I do not want to repeat this year. It's also not something I could have controlled. So there's also some medicine and lessons in there as well, but that would be an example of something like, I don't want to repeat that. <laughs> just trying to run a business and juggle, constantly just be juggling childcare with my partner. Um, no, <laughs> it's just not what I want to do. So that would be an example of lessons learned. And my list of that is actually quite short. A lot of it's to do with childcare and um, a couple of beliefs. And like last year, we didn't really take a holiday in the first three or four months of the year because we just kind of forgot and had lots of tiny children and were in survival mode. So that is how I reflect on a year. Pretty simple. So that's 2022 done. Any lessons learned, anything you don't want to repeat. Then we want to work, look to the year ahead. So on my bit of paper, I put a magical, meaningful, joyful 2023. That was the heading I put on my paper. And then I put a couple of questions. The first question being, in 50 years, how and what do I want to look back on and remember about this year? So I'm 35 now. So when I'm 85 and when I look back to 2023, how do I want to remember it? What do I want to feel about it? How do I want to look back and what's going to be important to me when I am 85, when I look back on this year and really think about that? It's a slightly different, it's not just like, what are your goals? <laughs> it's really thinking about ahead, who you're going to be and looking back and what are the kind of memories that you're wanting to have created and who are you wanting to look back and see that you were and see that you were becoming? Who were, like, really, really, um, helpful and a different way of doing this. So I really, that's a good thing to connect with. So I really thought about it. I was like, oh, I want to have great kids, uh, sorry, great memories of being present with my kids at this age because it's they're at fun ages. The twins are going to be, the my twin girls, Luna and Rainbow, are going to be two in February. And my son is four. He's going to be starting school in August here in Scotland. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, and that's whole conversation because I'm like, just, do we do school? Do we do homeschool? Anyway, we're definitely doing normal school to begin with, and then we'll see how it goes. Um, I want to, I, as an 85-year-old, I want to remember, have some really good memories of the girls being two and Merlin being four and starting school, like that connected. Not necessarily being with them all the time, because that doesn't serve me, but really having connection. I want to remember their birthday parties. I love birthday parties and their birthday cakes and balloons. I want to look back and have some good photos, I realized. So I think I might um, book in a photo session with a photographer to get some family photos, just some really good ones to like mark this time. Um, and I really want to remember showing up fully, like my full self, um, where I really kind of went for it, went for my life. And there's more into it, but I'm not going to share. Oh, I want to grow more vegetables. <laughs> Maybe this is the year I get chickens. And I start my love affair with chickens or maybe not. Maybe I, this is the year I get chickens and be like, geez, oh, I'm just going to buy my eggs from a farm. Um, so that's the first question. The next one is 
how do I want to feel in 2023? Or if that question gets you a bit stuck, how do you want to describe 2023? So I think this is, I stole this from uh, Danielle DePaul, who talks a lot about goals, really goal setting is really about how do you, what you want to feel more of. So what do you want to feel more of? What So I do this by just writing down lots of adjectives and describing words of like spacious, fun, solid, rested, sunshine, like descriptive words. I wrote down a whole big long list and then I really highlighted four or five key ones. So um, like um, connected, rested are two of my key words on there. And really think about how do you want to feel? Because it's not if you just jump to like, I want to lose weight or I want to make more money or I want to sell my house and move house. The only reason you want to do any of those things is because of how you think it's going to make you feel. That's the, like the only reason why you want to do that. So really think about how do you want to feel and get really clear on that. The next question is, what is important to me in 2023? What, right, and this is what I do is I write down everything that feels important to me. My health, my well-being, my relationships, spending time with my kids, having some adventure and travel, anything, big or small things. What feels important to you about this year? What feels, um, what is important to you? What do you want to focus on? So write down all the things, brain dump, all the things that are important to you. What do you really value? What do you really, what is, what are the things that are really, really valuable? And then really think about, take that list, that brain dump and pick two things, your top two things that are most important to you because it's everything, you can't have everything as important. You have to prioritize. So uh, for me, my health in the fullest, most holistic sense of it is been my number one for many, 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 many years. So my health and my mind and my well-being are number one. And then this year, my number two, actually, what came up a lot was adventure and travel. And not just like world travel, but just like the sense of freedom that comes with adventure. Traveling within Scotland and just on my own, family adventures, solo adventures, um, just that sense of adventure. I think having um, being pregnant with twins and pregnant with my son and being really sick with hyperemesis and then having newborn twins. And there's, that can feel, there's a lot of that that involves just like sitting down and staying in one place, which is fine. But I think it's part of me that's like, oh, adventure. So what are your top two things? The next thing you want to look at is what are the beliefs, habits, and thoughts or things or relationships do you need to let go of that don't serve you anymore? So this might be little habits. This might be beliefs. This might be things you just carry around. You might shoot on yourself all the time. You might always feel bad. You might always beat yourself up about eating sugar. You might have this very all or nothing relationship with food. You might put a lot of pressure on yourself. You might um, have some... Um, more toxic habits that you maybe need to get more professional help with. Really think about thoughts, habits, beliefs that don't help you, that don't serve you. And just give that space. Let See what comes up. You don't need to like force any of these things. And then the next thing you want to look at is what do I want to be, do and have? So these are things I put into three categories. So be, it's like, who do I want to be? Think about describing words. Like, who do you want to be? This If you could be anything and anyone... And it isn't about being Beyonce, but really thinking about, okay, so say you do want to be about be Beyonce, what what is it about? What is it what does that mean? Like is it because she's confident or is it because she's like a business owner? Like who do you want to be? Who do you want to who are you becoming this year? Who do you want to become more of this year? So there's that part. And then there's the practical things like what do I want to have? Do you want to have a new house? Do you want to have 
a retreat with me? Do you want to have um, a new cooker? <laughs> like some of this can be like super practical things. Maybe you want some more friends. Maybe you want to have some more muscles. Like one of the things I want to have is some more muscles and a stronger pelvic floor. I pers- I want to have a retreat for myself. I'd love to get a bigger infrared sauna because um, I currently have a blanket. I'd love to get a bigger one. Um, I'd love to get a stove for my living room. Like just some practical things like have, you know, tangible things. And then the other aspect is what do I want to do? Is there anything I really want to do? Like I would love to travel to Costa Rica this year. I've been feeling that for a little while on my own, not with the kids. I'd love to run some lab tests. I'd love to, um, things I'd love to do are run a mountain race. Like these are like experiences, go on some great dates with my husband, um, have maybe some time away without the kids for a night or two. Like those are things, what do you want to do? So what do I want to be? Who am I becoming? What do I want to have? Is there anything that I'd just love to call in? Like things. And is there anything I want to do? What are the experiences I want to have? I want to go back to uni. I want to get a promotion in my job, whatever it is. And then the final question is, what support or outside help do I need? So for me, at the moment, I have um, one-year-old twins and I have a four-year-old. Nobody's at school, obviously. So for me, a big outside support is childcare, which glory be, I think we've figured, found a new nanny. Hooray. Um, so what are the support? Also things like for me, um, tidying, cleaning the house, I can do it. And I've been a cleaner before in the past, but it's a bit of a waste of my time. I don't particularly love it. So regular cleaners, I think we're going to go every two weeks, cleaning team, come and do the house. And then our nanny will do a bit of light housework in between. I need some support in my business in terms of organization and accountancy and um, just help with getting, doing the work that I do. Therapy, that's something I already have. So I'll continue doing that. I'm doing a new not a new form, but I'm taking some of the some of my therapeutic work deeper, um, which is probably why I've been, the last few months have been brilliant and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> but it's really good, so I want to continue with that. Um, I want some more business friends, if that makes sense, like colleagues, some other ideally mums who run businesses, um, just so we can have that almost like colleague support. Sometimes working on your own is quite um, lonely sometimes. So those are some of the things, but I really encourage you to sit down and do these questions and then just see what comes up. And you don't have to do it all in one sitting. You can do it over a period of time um, and it should really help you solidify what to focus on. And then really the things you want to do is start putting this into your calendar and really grounding this into like practical. Okay. What does that mean in January? What does that mean in February? Um, what kind of support do I need? You know, all of these things. So for me, practically what that's ground down to when I think about for the purpose of this podcast is a lot, it's all about health. So my health focus for 2023 is I really want to remove more seed oils. Um, so things like rapeseed oil, sunflower oil, vegetable oil, really inflammatory and just terrible for us, terrible for the planet. Um, and it is in so much processed food. So I don't have a lot of it in my life, but it shows up a lot in like oat milk. Um, so I've actually just switched to having cow's milk now if I go out and have a coffee partly because I've also just hate oat milk now. It just tastes horrible. I used to love it. It's fine. Now I don't. Um, and I can tolerate cow's milk a bit more, which is great. 
but also just the processing, the rapeseed oil, especially if you're at a coffee shop, it's just so awful for you. And I'll do a whole podcast on that in future. I also things like I sometimes buy gluten-free bread, just been in the habit of that since having kids basically. And actually just being like, you know what, I either just need to, and that will have rapeseed oil or sunflower seed oil. And just being like, I either need to make my own bread or it might just be worth getting a decent sourdough loaf that does have gluten, but doesn't have rapeseed oil. So that's a big actual focus for me personally. Um, and again, that is because I have so many solid foundations. Like uh, some of last year was really difficult in terms of um, just the year and stuff going on in my brain and my personal life and in my mental health. And um, I and, and my eating actually was m- probably the most relaxed it's ever been in 2022. But because the foundations are in place and my default habits, like my default is generally pretty solid like I ate really well, if that makes sense. And so note that I'm saying things about seed oils because I've really got that solid foundations. And I actually really saw that last year because I, I was, you know, I introduced more cow's dairy and that felt really good. Um, and, t- and like fine to do. I don't, I still don't have cow's milk on a daily basis and I probably never will. It's just not, doesn't help me, but I do have goat milk regularly on a daily basis. That feels fine. And I can have cheese more regularly and yogurt more regularly. Um, but then my, default habits are really solid and really there. So don't like, remember, get the essentials right. If you're not sure what those are, join the shift challenge (laughs) and then I'll tell you what they are um, and how to implement them. So those are, um, that's kind of the focus. And I'm really grateful for my relationship with food and just having, especially with having small kids, I'm really grateful that my like default settings were already in place, if that makes sense, before I had three children under three, (laughs) essentially. Anyway, so other health focuses, I want to run like a mountain half marathon. So I want to build more muscle. I want to improve my pelvic floor. I'm wondering about maybe being training to be a yoga teacher, potentially. We'll see how that goes. I want more sunshine. Um, and I really want to keep supporting my mental health and my nervous system. So that might look like trying out lots of different things. And uh, just so that that can become a really um, different place. If you want to know more about my own journey with that, I did, if you go back to the Bodies a Temple series I did at the end of last year, towards October, November time, I talk a little bit more about my own um, traumatic history and how I've just been in the process of really supporting my nervous system and my whole body through that healing process. So I'll keep doing that because it is paying off and I'm really feeling the benefit of that really holistic support. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If nothing else, I would love for you to review 2022 and write down all your happy, proud, wonderful moments, even if that's all you do, and then sign up for the shift challenge. Those are your two actions from this podcast that, and those two things will help you feel really good about your life and really help you to see what's going really well, really help you take ownership and also really help catapult you into 2023 and creating the shifts that you've been craving and the shifts that you want to make and can make. So do that first thing, review 2022, go and sign up for the shift challenge at keziahall.com ready to shift, or you can just go to keziahall.com and you'll see it in like the menu bar at the top, just click on that and sign up or the link is in the show notes below. But thank you for joining me and for listening sending you so much love and I will see you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast and getting all the way to the end. If you haven't left a review yet for the podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review there. That would help so much. And if you're wanting to work with me on a more deeper level as we start the new year, then take this as your personal invite to the Shift Retreat. It's happening in March, just outside of Edinburgh. I currently have spaces available and I would love for you to come so that you can create the shift in your body, in your brain, in your belly, in your hormones, in your life that you have been craving for probably years. And in this retreat and weekend and coaching experience, we're going to make it happen. So I want to invite you to come head to keziahall.com forward slash shift to join me in the shift retreat and all the information will be there. It's also currently on sale. So if you hop in quickly, you can get an awesome discount as well. So sending you lots of love and I would love to see you shift.